Good afternoon, everybody. Back for another episode today, and um, it's great news, I guess, for the most part, because we have football. Football is on tonight, the Hall of Fame game, and it is tonight, uh, 5 o'clock my time, which means it's 8 o'clock for all you nerds out there on the East Coast, and uh, pretty much it's garbage football, but it's football nonetheless. It's professional football. We get to watch it. Um, It is the Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. Honestly, you're not going to see any of the starters play in any of these games. The Hall of Fame game is just for really, you know, anointing those people that made it into the new class of 2019 Hall of Fame, which is great. Uh, it's at Canton. It's a cool little ceremony because the, the whole weekend is devoted to, you know, enshrining those guys at Canton. And then uh, you have this game. So things to care about that game about. Nothing. Don't, I wouldn't even watch it, honestly. I've The only time I ever watched a Hall of Fame game was when the Steelers were in the Hall of Fame game, and that happens to be the same Hall of Fame game where uh, Sean Sweesham, who was the Steelers kicker at the time, who was actually pretty decent, decides to run down the field on the first opening kickoff to try to make a play, and he ends up like getting extremely hurt, and he was out for the season. I think he like tore his ACL or MCL or something. And basically decided that the Steelers now couldn't find a damn kicker to save their lives. Uh, we had visits by Josh Scobie and all sorts of people to try to figure up that void because Sean Sweesom, the kicking Canuck, wanted to run down the field and tackle somebody like a like a crazed lunatic. So again, here's praying that nobody you care about gets hurt. I honestly, that sounds terrible, but honestly, these guys are. The guys that are going to play in this Hall of Fame game are guys that are trying to make a roster spot. Nobody is going to play in this game is worthwhile. You're not going to see Matt Ryan play at all. You're probably not going to pl- see Julio Jones play at all. You're not going to see Devontae Freeman play. You're not going to see uh, Von Miller play. You're not going to see uh, Joe Flacco play. You're not going to see any of the people on Denver who's worth a salt play. It's just the way it is. So. You could take that with a whole grain of salt, whatever you want to do, but that game is on tonight, which means the start of football is tonight. And then from the next few weeks, all forward. So this is the first week with football, and we will have football every single week from now on until February, whenever the Super Bowl is. So congratulations, you've all made it. Football is now on till February. Um, in other news, there's still no da- or Zeke Elliott at Dallas training camp or talks or any type of negotiations involved. Last we heard that Dallas had given uh, Zeke a contract offer. He declined the offer, and then that was when he took himself over to um, Cabo, which is crazy. But anyway, what I want to say is this. I am a Cowboys anti-fan. I like and I actually enjoy when the Cowboys suffer. It actually makes me happy inside. Like, if the Steelers lose and then I find out the Cowboys lost, I'm actually not as sad as I would have been. I don't know why this is. I think I was raised this way. I I hate the Cowboys almost as much as I hate 
uh, the Cincinnati Bengals or the Ravens and then all this Browns hype. It's on the same par. I would say that it's not as as lively because I, you know, those are divisional rivals and we hardly ever play Dallas, but there's just this disdain I have for the Dallas Cowboys. But I am going to give credit where credit is due and that is to Jerry Jones. He is playing this so beautifully. I don't know how else to say it. I honestly don't. And the fact that the media like Listen, there's a collective theme to this this entire program, right? It's how much I disdain the national media coverage of everything. But anyway, what I am saying is Jerry Jones is playing this whole thing like a fiddle. It is unbelievable how well he is playing this. And, and I never give him credit. I don't like the man at all. And I think most Dallas Cowboy fans probably don't like Jerry Jones. But... He's playing this so well, and and I think it's actually turning people against him more in Dallas because everyone likes Zeke, and Zeke's huge with his, the fan base and all that. But he is using this opportunity to strengthen the locker room while Zeke goes to Cabo. So he basically, by having the guys that he still needs to pay, Right, like a Jalen Smith on defense, like a Dak Prescott who's going to command high money just because he's a starting quarterback in this league, and Amari Cooper's contract talks are negotiating. Uh, there's a whole a, a slew of players they have on the offensive line they need to sign, and and if anyone's more deserving of a contract, Jalen Smith is probably the, what I would say besides him and Dak are the first two you gotta pay, and then I'd go Amari Cooper, and then I work from there. What Jerry Jones is doing is he is telling the guys who actually showed up to camp, right, that basically if we pay Zeke now, we can't pay you. So it's not no longer about guys caring about, hey, go get your money, do what you got to do. It's if we give that guy money, we can't give you money. So he has actually manufactured just by open conversation about this, that he has united the guys that have showed up to camp that says, we don't care what happens to Zeke because he's interfering with my ability to make money, right? Because there's only so much skin in the game, right? There's only so much of the pot to be distributed. So if if Dak is wants to get paid, like he deserves to get paid, he's a fourth round pick. He's played way better than his than his draft status would claim. And he's an, a moderate to averagely pretty great quarterback. He's not a guy who I would want on my team to try to win me a football game. He's not. But he's a guy that can help you win football games. He is above average. He is not going to do anything to terribly ruin the game for you, but he's not going to go out and win you a game by himself. He needs players around him, which is an argument to keep Zeke, and I totally understand that argument because he is better when he has a rusher. That The statistics are, are there. You can read that. I'm not going to argue with that statistics. But what I am going to argue on behalf of Jerry Jones for is what he has done is so brilliant from a marketing standpoint, from a ability to get his players to understand that there's only so much money that I can work with. And there's only so many of you that I can pay. So 
if we go down this route where a guy who is under contract currently and still has two more years on his deal complains that I'm not paying him enough and I pay him and give into that, it it basically destroys my ability to pay the guys that deserve it, the guys who show up to camp, the guys who work really hard, who aren't a problem off the field, who have been model citizens in the locker room, who have done everything they need to do for this organization. So if I pay this guy, he cuts into your money. And that's that's the craziest thing. I've never seen an owner spin anything like this. But but honestly, it's the smartest move ever. And I think if, if this catches on and it works in their favor, every team will do this when they have multiple guys coming up for a contract year. Because he's been able to say, listen... Why would I pay this guy who still has two years left on his deal, who's been, who I've, not that I've kicked him under the bus, but I've helped him through a lot of his turmoil. He's had a plethora of off-the-field issues going back to his days at Ohio State. And every time I've stuck up for him, every time I've said, listen, you know, he's just a kid, he made mistakes, you know, he's still our rusher, blah, 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 right? And what does the thanks that Jerry Jones gets is with two years left on a deal after all the off-field turmoil, after the, the suspensions, after you know the lawsuits and all sorts of craziness, right? He still says, I'm willing to negotiate with you. And then Zeke says, no, nope, and then goes and parties. And co- I mean, not that he's partying. He says he's training, but he goes to Cabo. Listen, anytime I've heard anyone going to Cabo, they certainly were not training, okay? They were going there to drink margaritas and party on the beach. Which, listen, I'm not saying that's what he's doing at all, but I'm just saying that's the narrative that that brings. Because think about this. Everybody else on that roster, right, who's signed under contract, okay, so he's not in a free agent thing where, like, Lev Bell, he, you know, we need to take that narrative away from the Melvin Gordon and the the Zeke Elliott's because that's not what is happening. Okay, they're under contract. They're not free agents who didn't sign their fr- franchise tag tenure. They are under contract employees. They decided to say, we're not going to camp, which is whatever. They can reap the consequences of what they're doing. But while if this the Zeke scenario on its own, your boys are out there in Oxnard, California, sweating and working really hard. You decide to let it be known publicly I don't know if, if it leaked or, or you let it be known publicly, but somehow it leaked that you are going to go train in Cabo in Mexico. Now, explain to me how that wouldn't look bad in, in, in your locker room for the boys that are out in Oxnard living out there, working together, training for the football season. I'm not saying that you got to go to camp. I mean, you should, but if you are going to do something like that, maybe train somewhere near them maybe train back in Dallas, you know, just to just so that you could tell your boys back in the locker room like, "Hey, you know, uh, it's it's just about money for me, guys. It's not about you guys. I'm I'm just tr- I'm going to try to train real hard and stay, you know, focused." Right? But but guess what? He's not doing that. He's in Cabo. For for whatever reason, he's in Cabo. So, Jerry Jones spun this web that actually benefits the players who showed up and it and it actually Instead of Zeke trying to paint the narrative that Jerry Jones doesn't want to pay him, Jerry Jones paints the narrative that, no, 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 I want to pay you, but listen, we need to pay other people, and why would I pay you when there are three other guys 
on this roster currently needing contracts that actually show up to camp and say all the right things and do all the right things and have been model citizens. And, and that's what it comes down to. And that's what people don't understand. It's Jerry Jones's money. He can do whatever he wants to it. He can put it in a big pile, dump gasoline on it, light a match and burn it all for all I care. It's his money. He can do whatever he wants to do with it. And the fact is, he's painting a narrative to the entire Cowboys organization right now. All of it. Everyone who's signed under contract is saying, listen, if you guys want to pull this stunt, this is what's going to happen. We're going to play hardball, and you're not going to like the outcome. And, and all it is doing is just showing the, the Cowboys who did show up to camp the right way to do something and why it's important to do it the right way. And I guarantee you, watch what happens. He's going to sign Dak pretty soon to a contract, probably by the end of camp, I bet. And that's going to be the narrative. It's going to be, well, we couldn't get the Zeke deal done. So we got, you know, his money was going to affect your money. So now we can pay you. And Dak's going to go, sweet. Glad they didn't sign him or I wouldn't have been paid. And ultimately, what I think will happen is if Zeke continues to hold out, which again, he's making like $9 million this year. He has a guaranteed contract, like I said on this program before, $24 million. So he's making $9 million this year. He's going to skimp out on, uh, you know, like $800,000 game checks? I mean, certainly he could. But really, what it comes down to is, if he is still not, a you know, a willing participant, Jerry Jones is going to trade him. That's just the way it is. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does at all. Listen, I am if I'm, if I'm the Cowboys... And I've talked about this at nauseum. At nauseum. You don't need star running backs at all. You don't. You just don't. Okay? Like I said before, and I forgot to mention this in that episode, right? When Jerry Jones was talking about how Emmett Smith was the only rushing leader to actually win a Super Bowl in the same year he led the league in rushing. Well, he was the first one to do it. And it's only been done three times. Two of the times were Emmett Smith. And the other time uh, was in Denver, uh, was Terrell Davis in 1998, I believe, when they won a Super Bowl, and Terrell Davis also led the league in rushing. So out of all the Super Bowls there's ever been, there's only been three Super Bowls where the leading rusher of the NFL won the Super Bowl or got to a Super Bowl and won. So obviously, if you're playing the numbers, right, you don't need one of those guys. In fact, I've, I've said this a thousand times. Listen, it's a copycat league. Why do you think that the Patriots never pay a guy like a Zeke? Because they don't need to. The Eagles won a Super Bowl by having a bunch of backs, right? This is the narrative, and this is the way it's going to go, and that's the way it should go moving forward. And I'm sorry that the running back position is being devalued. It really sucks. But guess what? No one wants to pay a guy a lot of money who Zeke has basically done the math with his agent that he's on target to have over 1,500 carries in his first four years. Nobody wants to pay a guy big money who touches the ball that many times. It's not like he's catching the ball that many times and he's able to secure the secure the ball, run out of bounds, or go down to the ground. No, he's running through the teeth of the defense getting smacked in the mouth on a regular basis. Nobody wants to invest millions of dollars in there. It just isn't. That running back position is being devalued. That's just the way it is. It sucks. Listen, here's a newsflash for all the kids out there who want to play football. Don't be a running back if you want to make big money.
be a quarterback, be a wide receiver, be a left tackle or right tackle, be an edge rusher. You want to make money in this league? Oh, or corner. You can be a corner too. There's five positions. You want to make big money in this league? You'd be a great any one of those five, and you'll be paid. And if you want to make really, really big money, don't join the NFL. Go play basketball. Go play baseball. Okay? There it is. There, there it is for all those kids out there trying to play sports. You heard it here first. That's what you should play if you want to make money. But if you want to play a position because you love playing the position and it's not about money, then yes, play whatever you want to play. Because it shouldn't be about money. It should be about just making a team and having fun. And I understand these guys are deserving of contracts. That's not what I'm saying. But the fact is, when this is this this is almost like the exact same argument for like the minimum the minimum wage thing, right? What what are you actually worth, right? What are you worth? You're is a burger flipper worth fifty dollars an hour? Some argue yes, some argue no. But the consensus is on the majority consensus, right? And the business owners, right? So the guy who owns the McDonald's, right, which would be the Jerry Jones in this dilemma, right? He's not going to pay a burger flipper the same what he pays as a manager of his of his restaurant, right? Which is exactly the same division of he's not going to pay a running back the same as a quarterback because they do different things and their value is immensely different. And listen, any running back like the Lev Bells who tried to argue that I'm a wide receiver and I'm a running back, right? Well, Sometimes it works in your favor when you're trying to make that argument, but other times it does not. And for the most part, if anything, that Le'Veon Bell bet on himself. He lost $14 million that he'll never get back. And he was he was shown once he left, James Cal or James Conner made the Pro Bowl, had almost a thousand yards rushing, and he and he actually had a better um yards from scrimmage number than Le'Veon Bell did on average. Not a grand total. He didn't have as many yards from scrimmage, but he had a better average on attempts from scrimmage. So what I am saying is Jerry Jones is spinning all of this in his favor, and it's playing out so beautifully. And when he signs Dak to a long-term deal, because every time he doesn't and another quarterback gets paid, it just makes Jerry have to stretch his pocketbook even more. Not that he's not willing to do so, but it's a cap league. He only has so much money to go around. And that's the exact same argument he throws back in the faces of everyone who he wants to pay for being great people. He had he had to pay Demarcus Lawrence, right? Which they did. He had, Now he has to pay Jalen Smith, who he needs to pay, because I think if you look at Jalen Smith and you look at uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, they're probably the two best inside linebackers in the league, and they're both on the same team, right? They're both so fast. I, I don't think, if, if you actually watch Jalen Smith highlights, I have never seen anyone close to the football from the inside and run sideline to sideline, besides maybe Ryan Shazier than Jalen Smith. He has such a nose for the ball. And and then, then the same thing, it's basically like 2.0 version in, in, in Leighton Vanderess, who's just a little bit beefier in my opinion, but... He's still just as fast, and he's just as good. So you got to pay these guys. You're, you're going to have to pay these guys. And though the value at that position, right, we just saw what C.J. Mosley got on the open market. The value at inside linebacker, the value of quarterback, the value of wide receiver is way higher than the value of running back. And I'm sorry, but in the draft, you can address that next year. You can not pay a Zeke and get a guy who's just serviceable for now, and get a guy in the draft next year. 
and then you just trade Zeke away for some idiot who's willing to overpay for him and get draft picks or whatever. That's just the way it is. That's the way the league's working now. I would not be surprised if teams do this from now on. And, and, and this is and this is like, it's a case in point with the Patriots. All they do is they draft guys for running backs in the later rounds or they get serviceable veterans, they keep them around for the minimum, and then they cut them and they move on. And they never do as well when they leave because it's a scheme fit, right? There's an old saying, right? If you have red paint, paint your barn red, right? Don't try to paint in a different color if you only have red paint. So that's what the Patriots do. They have a guy, and they have a barn, and they have red paint, and they're going to paint the barn red because they have red paint. So you're not going to force anything else differently. You're just going to conform to the system, right? Those guys, it's a system fit in the Patriots. It doesn't matter who it is, but they draft guys to plug into their system, and they fit the system. So... All they do is they look for running backs who would be good system people who are comparable at the position. And then they go out and get Sony Michelle, who he's been a little injury prone and banged up, but I thought he was the best pass catching wide um best catch catch pass catching back in that year's draft. And he had a great season besides getting injured at the end there. But listen, they'll never pay that guy big money. They just won't. The Patriots have a great system in place, and that is they use compensatory draft picks in order to get guys that they fit the system. So what they'll do is they'll hang on to a guy right up to the end, right? They won't sign him. He'll go to free agency. He'll make big money. Then they get a compensatory draft pick in return for losing the player, and then they use those picks to either move up and trade up to get a player they want later in the rounds who works in their system fit, or they just use those picks to draft other players, and they get those players on the cheap because they're drafting them in the fifth and sixth rounds, sometimes seventh rounds, and they convert those guys into system players who produce time and time again, and they pay pennies on the dollar to do so, and it's all about money ball for the Patriots. And guess what? There's been no better team in the salary cap era okay, to, to do any better than they have. They are the blueprint. If you want to run an organization like top to bottom, you should model it after the Patriots because the way they handle their entire money staff, their entire general managing staff, which is mostly Bill Belichick, and their coaching staff is unbelievable. They know how to take chicken scratch and make chicken salad out of it. They do it every single year, every single time. It doesn't matter. The compensatory picks are where your money's at. That's, that is analytically the best thing to do. You never overpay for a guy, and you get compensation. And you turn that compensation into move up to grab a guy you want. And guess what? Those are free picks. So you're literally using picks that the NFL gave you for free to move up to get somebody you wanted to fit your system. right? It's a no-brainer. And then they pay these guys pennies on the dollar to do so. So all I'm saying is to Zeke, I'm sorry, man, but this is a losing battle. You doing this with two years left on your deal and instead of just being a model citizen has backfired on you and it will be ugly. It will not play well for you. You won't like the end because what they're going to do is they're going to pay all the guys that showed up and participated and you're going to be on the outside left holding an empty sack because you're not going to get anything because they that's just not the way anyone's going to do business, right? Who Honestly, do you think this would ever work? As a millionaire, you try to pull a gun on a billionaire and tell him 
give me more money. When that guy ultimately feeds you, what do you think is going to happen? He, Jerry Jones is a ruthless businessman. He does not care any stunt that anybody pulls on him. He doesn't care. He honestly doesn't. And the only reason he cared when Emmett Smith did the same thing is because the entire locker room united around Emmett Smith and they went 0-2 at the beginning and he ended up having to pay him. And it worked anyway because they won a Super Bowl. But I, I have yet to think or see if Zeke is as good as, as Emmett Smith. I, I don't know. I mean, he's only been in the league a couple years, so no one really knows. But what I do know is that if you're trying to play hardball with a ruthless businessman who is a multi-billionaire and you are some kid who just got out of college a few years ago, you're going to lose that battle every single time. And he's not playing around. And especially when you try to pull that son on a guy who's had your back every single time that you've gotten in trouble. He's had your back and gone to the media and said, Zeke's just a kid. Zeke's a good guy. He's a great guy. We really love him. Right? Every single time. And then you want to pull this stunt? It's not going to work. You're going to lose. You're going to lose this battle, and it's going to be terrible for you. My advice to Zeke would be go back to camp. Apologize and play. And say, listen, I'm not happy about the money situation. I'm not. But I'm here to play football and show them that I'm worth the money. If, if, anyone, if everyone did that, it might work out in your favor. But actually pouting and telling everyone that you're not going to play for the contract that you signed Okay, ultimately only loses your entire argument. You can't do that. You can't not sign a contract and then void the contract, not show up, and not play. Because one, you're going to get fined for doing so. Two, it makes you look like you're a prisoner or a hostage, as Mike Tom would say, right? We want participants, not hostages. It makes you seem like you're a hostage here. You don't want to play ball. And that's fine. If he wants to be a hostage, he can be a hostage somewhere else. And then when he gets traded to a team who's not as publicized as the Cowboys, because let's be honest, if you, were gonna, if you were a free agent in the NFL and you could play for any team, the marquee team to be at were the team that gets some of the highest publicity that is the most, like, it is the, like, marquee franchise for marketing. It is worth, it is the franchise in the NFL that's worth the most money. You have a chance to play there and finish your career there. Probably. The fans love you. Everyone loves you. Even though you've had all these off-the-field issues. right? But any free agent in the league would love to go play for Dallas Cowboys. right? Because they're just a marquee franchise. It's one of those stoic franchises. right? It's like, I, I want to say the New York Giants were used to be like that. But maybe not so much anymore. But like the Patriots are one of those franchises now. Stoic franchise to go play for, right? I would say the Niners are probably one of those marquee franchises that people would want to go play for. The Oakland Raiders used to be one of those franchises, but now they're a dumpster fire. But when they go to Vegas, maybe that'll change. I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll entice players to want to go play in Vegas, right? The, the marquee franchises, right, are the ones that draw, as in the Green Bay Packers, right? These are the ones that get the big, the big, you know, showing. They get all the publicity. So they could trade Zeke to a team like Jacksonville or like Tampa Bay, and he would be cast in this little tiny bucket in a tiny little spotlight where no one would care about him anymore. How much news do you, do you hear about Tampa Bay? Honestly, I, I, I honestly had never heard any on the mainstream media, right? It's all about Cowboys, it's all about Patriots, it's all about 
all the other teams, the Oakland Raiders, because just the crazy drama that's over there. But yeah, so Zeke might learn the hard way that the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and it might just behoove him to go back to Oxnard, California, make amends, and play on the two years left on his deal. Because I would not want to mess with Jerry Jones when it comes to money. You will lose every single time. Anyway, that's going to wrap up today's show. Um, please let me know uh, what you guys think about uh, the upcoming NFL season. I will start getting back in the divisions as we get closer. I will analyze maybe some preseason games. Not a whole awful lot. I'll just kind of go through matchups and like, you know, the interesting games about like what you want to see. If you're a fan of this team, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go through and, and do any score or, or in deep analysis. I just want to kind of look at some matchups and, and see, you know, what, what new looks in some, some places where new guys are and stuff like that. Anyway, follow me on Instagram at the rant with Eli. You can follow me on Twitter at the rant Eli, and you can email me at the rant Eli at gmail.com. Please support the podcast by sharing it with friends, share it with your family, share it with your dog, share it with whoever you want. Um, and please hit me up on any of those social media platforms and let me know if you want to hear a certain, a certain specific topic regarding football. Again, Minding everyone. Football is from now till February. You've made it. We're in football season now. Congratulations. Uh, thanks again, guys, for supporting the podcast and listening, and I'll see you guys when I see you.